Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the Grid Talk Christmas special. My name is Ruby Price and today we're taking a look back in time to the 2010 Canadian Grand Prix with a watch along. Joining me today, we have Grid Talk co-host, the one and only Owain Medford. Hello. Hello. Um, but before we do get into this Christmas special, we must thank our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And also be sure to follow us on our social channels at Grid Talk UK to stay up to date with the show. And if you have any other classic races you think we need to take a look at, let us know over there on our socials. So we've got everything synced up on our ends. If you want to join in with the watch along, you can take this opportunity now to pause and head to where you watch F1 races online. And now that you've done that, it's lights out and away we go to start the program. And if you didn't pick up on that, that, that was your audio cue to actually press play. So um, I do miss that f1 intro it's so good yeah. it sounds brilliant it certainly does um all of See, these we just have to... disappoint like, i need to put myself back into 2010 now yeah it's a weird thing because like god it's so it was such a i don't know it's so long ago and yet it informs like it, it's still the basic formula that's still the same um yeah, it's still, it's still the basic formula that kind of was set then and still persists today. You know, we've got no refueling. Um, yeah, got st- no refueling, what was it? And uh, slick tyres for the second year. Um, we had three new teams. Um, don't really exist anymore. Uh, and then, you know, the 107% rule, which, you know, I'm sure was applied at some point, maybe. I don't someone. think it's been applied once since they brought it back as I, as I, in as in it's reached the point where a team actively weren't allowed to part well a driver wasn't actively allowed to participate in a race like there's been the points where they've had to justify their allowance to race because they've done a time in practice or whatever but i don't think it's ever once been a scenario where they haven't hit the 107 percent rule in practice in qualifying and therefore haven't been able to start the race yeah, I mean that wouldn't be like the FIA to, to you know, just sort of brush things under the rug and just be like, ah, oh, you can still race. I mean, you see that in cycling a lot as well, where uh, if you if you watch a lot of cycling, there's stage cutoff times, so you have to be within a certain percentage of the of the of the stage winner. Um, very very similar. Um, but uh, 
you'll find that re relatively often there'll be a big group of about 30 or 40 riders who will just roll over you know 20 minutes after the cutoff time and they know that they uh, the race organizers can't get rid of them so so we carry on Oh, this, I forgot. This is the first. Uh, this is the first know, season with Mercedes as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, funnily, uh, see, the funny thing about Mercedes was, I believe that they thought they were getting a winning F one team, and then they came in and saw that um, how little investment had actually gone into the into the twenty ten car, and uh, and obviously the massive gains that everyone else had made, and yeah. uh, and and they, I think this was the point where they actually started to go, all right this isn't going to work for us. We'll try our best, but we need to gear up for 2014. And they just put piled huge amounts of, uh, of resource into, into the 2014 engine regs. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize until I was watching the Braun documentary, which I'm sure we'll talk about if you've watched it at some point during, you know, this Christmas special. Um, but I didn't realize that basically Braun shut down the whole factory once they actually got back to, uh, well, once they got to the the start of the season, um... no, I was surprised by that. Um, but it makes sense, I guess. It was one of those things where they just needed to kind of they need to save every single so penny. much money. That... I was going to say, yeah, they had, they had an operating budget, but that was basically just the amount of money it would have cost to wrap up the team um, for Honda. So they just kind of had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, which Ooh, it's Nico Hulkenberg. Oh God, Vitaly Petrov and Jaime Algashwari, Sebastian Buemi. He's a uh, well. He's back, he's back when you could only get hired by Red Bull if you were called Sebastian. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, all all these guys have gone on to bigger, brighter things. Kobayashi, he's gone oh, to both, I both him. Kobayashi. I do. Both him and Buemi are over in uh, are over in Toyota now. Um, you know, oh, uh, and HRT. <laughs> HRT, gosh, you laugh about that every single time, don't you? I I really do. Um, you know, like. Just, you know, HRT should be involved in everything. And it yeah. should be free. <laughs> agree. Agree. I, I um, forgot these are the Bridgestone tyres. Now, I remember us talking about this yesterday where we were playing F1 as we usually do. And you don't remember how godlike these tyres were. No, generally not. I mean, I was saying yesterday, like, I've... I mean, a lot of my favourite of uh, F1 tends to be of this turbo hybrid era. And that's mostly because that's when I've been most actively involved as an F1 fan. Um, and, of course, the last four years, um, an F1 pundit almost. But, you know, like, I do like the Pirelli tyres. I like the fact that they do fall off. I don't like the fact that we spend so long, obviously, managing them. Um, I think there is a balance that Pirelli and F1 need to find. But mm -hmm. I just remember these tyres, like, would go on forever, ultimately, if they didn't have some form of delamination. Yeah, I mean, I think that was, um, I think that was Bridgestone's philosophy at the time, and it's also it's one of the reasons that um, that Michelin left after the single supplier thing, and then when they why they didn't tender really was that they want to build tyres that show that they can last for a very very long time, you know, and they can just sort of carry on no matter what. So I think, and uh, you know, Pirelli came in and was ha was happy to build what F1 wanted after this season uh into the you know what we call the Pirelli era but I think yeah right now is uh, yeah they were they they did last for an awful long time but I think that's a carryover from maybe the refueling days um I just remember I mean specifically I Look remember the how close that championship battle is yeah one point 
point, point and we're in the on... constructors. We're on race seven or something ridiculous. I think it's race eight. Race eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm oh, not and then sure. the, the new teams having zero points, um, which was yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I felt sorry for them. I mean, Mike Gascoigne, he's 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 had a. I remember he had a storied career. You know, he's at Lotus at this point, but he also was you know part of Spiker. That if you remember, two in two thousand and seven. No, well, yeah, the Spiker F1 team had uh, had had a very brief period at the front of the pack uh, in the in the European Grand Prix of two thousand and seven. Wasn't that um? Oh, what's his name? Um, Winklehock. That's it. Yeah, Go I on. was recent. I mean, I was recently rewatching F1. Well, I've been watching F1 since rewatching F1 since Hamilton joined because I just realised I only really remember what happened. You know post 2014 really and wanted to fill in some blanks and watching that 2007 european grand prix was just chaos from start to finish yeah it was but, mental it was it was just a i mean you get it with the eiffel mountains that it's in but it's just yeah. a downpour uh, i completely forgot like just how high the front like noses are of these this generation of cars well yeah i think they, but also, they like, really... how high the rear wing and fin it is as well well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. They said they ruined the F1 cars' uh, looks, and um, uh, I must say that my my favourite era of F1 car is uh, it is the sort of two thousand, you know, two thousand and six, maybe two thousand and five, even up to two thousand eight cars. But so I, I I don't miss these, but I'm not sure I, we've got back to what I prefer. Yeah, when it comes absolutely. To, we're just lining up on the grid now. Gosh, that, that's a much younger looking Christian Horner, isn't it? <laughs> that's a much less stressed looking Christian Horner. Yeah, yeah, he's not had to deal with multi twenty one yet. <laughs> no. Or, Although we've or... got the five lights going out, and someone's got to say it's a five lights and out, it's... and away we go. What's Sorry, is that Force in? India in sixth? <laughs> Potentially not for long. Oh, I didn't realise that's what happened on the inside. Oh, Jeez. straight away. That's a Sauber, I is think, that, and then is that Massa and the Force India just having colliding? An absolute oh, yeah. wreck of a turn two. Yeah. This is to be fair. This is uh, I think it's Massa's first year back. Well, yeah, his his year back yeah, after, the, be, uh, after, after the after um, the yeah after Hungary, which is obviously a horrific accident. I think they'd put a, a strip on the helmets um, by then, uh, by now, sorry, to try and protect against it. And then they uh, they upgraded that with a new spec of helmet uh, more recently in the last few years. And of course, um, they've obviously added the halo since. Um... Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I mean. Where's the halo on these so... cars? It looks so wrong. I, oh, I, do, oh, I see the thing is, I go back and watch these things and I'm like, oh, yay. Oh, is that, is that Sauber? That black and white car is a Sauber. Yeah, it still looks sort of like it's got it's still got the trappings of um of the uh, sort of I think they were sponsored. Yeah, no, they were they were owned by BMW the year before yeah. this, before they pulled out. Oh, it was, that was about to be a full send on Michael Schumacher. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh, and the Sauber's out. No, he's yeah, he's in no, the wall. No. Uh, he is, but I think he's lost a wheel on the right hand side. I can't tell. I can't tell who that was. It's it's nice to see that Formula One. It was Kobayashi, but it, I think. But it was. It's nice to see that Formula One's poor direction uh, still persists. Is that a, that's a Lotus in front of a? 
Oh, De La Rose is in. That's a Lotus in front of uh, Nico Rosberg, I think that was. Oh, it's still BMW Sauber. Um, oh, so they must have still had the engines by this point, but I guess yeah. they didn't have the full... Because it was also BMW Williams, wasn't it? Um... Uh, yes, but I think they might have moved to Cosworth by this point. I can't remember. <laughs> Mark Webber in the Red Bull. In He's... Is this P4? Five, oh, five. Yeah. I feel like Crofty, I'm just looking at the wrong information. <laughs> now, I won't slag him off too much. Live commentary is absolutely a, a tough it? skill. It's remarkably difficult, and you'll see that we're bad at it as, you, as yeah. we go through this. That's a long hold from Massa there. If you haven't picked up already, listener, this is going to be a very different brand of Grid Talk episode today. Yeah, this is a um, lot more informal. A lot more informal. Um but it's Christmas, you know. If there's a time of year to get away with it, uh, it's right now. And, oh, man. See, I would that say McLaren that... McLaren along... livery. It's still I, so good. Yeah, like, for me, that is the the epitome of what McLaren should look like. But I think that's possibly just... I think some people may disagree with you. memories. I mean, are you not a fan of the, of the, of the white and day-glow red? As in the uh, the last McLaren Honda run before yes. we obviously had the most recent one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, you know the Ayrton Senna era. Well, yes, even yeah. The, I've not the... really watched that many races from that period. So Neither, I just know the cars. <laughs> I I know the car, but like for me, I, there's just something about a chrome livery, um, and obviously the red accents that come from Vodafone and Lucasade and. All the other Santander, you know, Verizon, Horizon, Hor- oh, no, oh, yeah, Verizon, Ver- Ver- Verizon the Verizon. uh, the North, the North American, apparently slightly terrible. Um, uh, my mobile phone operator, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm gonna get this out of the way as well because it's gonna drive me insane as a you know, broadcaster trainee for many years. Like, we're obviously not uh, being endorsed by any of the brands we're pointing out. From 2010. No, no, other other what other, was it? Brands other brands were brands available for, at the are time. available. Yeah, and and are now as well. Some um, still are. Yeah, I mean, actually, I can't think of anything that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, is that someone trying to make a move? Oh, is Weber trying to get in on turn five? You can't do that there. Or is it turn three? That's it's not turn, turn three. three is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just I, I just refer to it as Vettel Corner now because of was it 2019? I believe um, so, yes. But of course, this isn't that's not relevant right now. Um, no. you know, back in 2010. Yeah, this is when uh, well, so we fair Vettel hadn't so Vettel hadn't won a championship and didn't well, I think, you know, didn't at uh, this point look like he was going to win one. No, no, he's well off the I mean, that's the thing he didn't actually, I mean, a bit of foreknowledge here. He didn't actually get win until win the championship until the last race. Obviously, I know that sounds ridiculous, but what I mean is like he didn't even lead it until the last race. Yeah, the team strategy prioritised Weber, and then they got the strategy wrong mm. in Abs Dabs 2010. Is this that incident? E- this yeah. is that incident, isn't it? Oh, gosh. <sighs> that Williams there had a smarter move. Yeah. Although, like, would you suggest that maybe that incident happened because of the... Was someone missing off the grid? Like possibly, I don't know. Oh gosh, that that, that the Renault ra- lost it on the right yeah. hand side so early. 
taking out De La Rosa. So both yeah. Saubers have had bad starts to this race. I was going to say, this is terrible. And, and then, then you've you got... can see the Force India. Is this us seeing it, it on board? Yeah, Leo, he started in fifth. It's a slightly poor start, really. Martin Brundle said it's slightly fair, but oh, he's right up on the inside there. I think that's a racing incident. Penalty to Ocon. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Webber's making oh. another move. Is he going to do it for turn three or five? We've not established it's... it yet. I, uh... It's got to be turn three. It's like seven or something, I think. Oh, no. anyway... I'm looking at some, I'm thinking of somewhere else on the circuit. I'm going to the hairpin. God, that Renault was really close. Look at it. It's right up behind, behind the uh, behind the McLaren there. Yeah. Weber's made three places. Schumacher's made up five. Buemi's made up five. Goodness me. There's, well, there must be some people. I mean, now we'd say that, uh, you know, the, these guys have... Now, nowadays, if we were doing a grid talk sort of proper show on this. Oh, Kovalainen's made up set cars. That's, and that's Degrassi the... and... With seven places made up as well. Goodness me. Degrassi's all right, to be fair, as, like, as a driver. Um, Kovalide and I have lambasted many times. Oh, yeah, Massa losing 17 places. That's for a wing change. Liuzzi losing 17 places. That's for being hit by Massa. <laughs> Flash trying to get through on the inside when it wasn't going to happen. Oh, is that? That's a Mercedes boxing already. That, that's lap six. We're, we're, not even ten, we're not even 10% in. Yeah, and that's not even like a matter of because this is obviously refueling's gone now. Refueling's so, gone, but so it's not like oh we haven't we've only like got enough fuel in for quali and like the first six laps. That's just yeah, I think that was tires. I think that was just a that was a standard pit stop. That was a good thing about about the Red Bull here. We can see it coming alongside, but it got such good drive out the corner, and then if you're on the inside for this one, you can just sort of. Block you can just say, this is my corner. Yeah, very well. That was a good thing about the McLaren, is it always had the straight line speed. Does it have the F-duck by this yeah, point? Yeah, I think it should have the F-duck at this point, shouldn't it? I can't, I can't see the thing. It's too bouncy. <laughs> it's porpoising all over again. Yeah, you do. It oh, looks yeah, it's like got... it's there. Yeah, yeah, it's got the F-duct. I'd love to tell you, but it's in standard def. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is pre 1080p, Oh, it wasn't, but it was pre broadcasting in 20, 1080p. Yeah, there's definitely the F duck, F duck there. Yeah, I mean Button's already boxing, so clearly lap six and seven was the box, the lap to box. That should be. I don't. I, were they on the softs? I've not. I the amount the amount of information that I feel like we now take for granted. Yeah, like, um, of having on the broadcast. Well, I mean, we're looking at. You know, if you if you've got this up while you're watching, you you'll notice there's no timing tower down the left hand side. That's only a relatively new addition, and I think an absolutely a necessary one. Yeah. Is that Massa being lapped? Or is that uh, Alonso? That could be Alonso in P4, because then that might be Weber in P5. No, sorry, P4. Yeah, that is Alonso. That is Alonso. Yeah. There was a blue flag held up, but I think it was a, an, an erroneous blue flag. Could have been the car behind. Yeah. And Hamilton boxes. Hamilton as does Alonso. Boxes, as do you remember Alonso. when Alonso? Is this the period where like Alonso would just do whatever Hamilton used to do? I don't. I mean, I I haven't noticed that personally. 
but I can believe it because this was only what three years after being shown up by him at uh, at McLaren. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that that's... was a slow stop from McLaren, and that's put Alonso ahead. That's definitely that's probably an unsafe release as well. They're they're racing as they exit the pit lane. I mean, it's part of the circuit, so part of the circuit. Yeah, but I think are they behind that Lotus on track, like like full position? I think they that are. That won't be ideal. I mean, the Lotus was slow at the time, so I say it might not be ideal. But that was such a slow stop from the McLarens. Yeah. Of a well, fast stop from the Ferraris, but... It's about when we thought three seconds was quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh! Oh, that's unfortunate. Who is that? Is that Nakajima? I think it might be Nakajima. This is back when God, Sutil were driving for Force India. That was weird. <laughs> oh, Button also got tagged in the Massa incident. Oh. He seems to have done okay out of... Not okay, but like he's not been held up too much out of it. Gosh, that's where Rosmo lost all those places. He and just got so stuck much off. debris on track. That would have been a safety car now. I'm glad it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, that Lotus is clearly there on position. Because I mean, otherwise he would have had to be out of the way by now. Yeah. The drivers of Pitt are lapping so much faster than the leaders right now, apparently. It's funny to me how, how little Canada has changed. Just yeah, I, as a... I, I mean, I love it as a circuit, like... I don't know if that's just the, the like, obviously, connections with Lewis Hamilton and how much success he's had at Canada. But as a circuit, I just really like it. Like, I think it's got a nice amount of, like, chicanes and long straights and stuff. Obviously, we don't see as much overtaking as I think a circuit like it should produce. But I feel like that's probably more down to the cars out evolving it. Probably, yeah. Are we going to have a Red Bull box? No, Probably they're not. still going. Uh, God, look at that wing on the rear end on the rear of the Renault. Like that, you, it's it's interesting to see the sort of different philosophies because you've got massive. Obviously, the McLaren's kind of exempt from this because they had that the ability to stall the rear wing, so it doesn't matter yeah. so much. But you've got you know some some people running. You know that's a, like that's amateur like the scooped rear wing of um. Oh, Mercedes like from like twenty sixteen or something. Yeah. But it's 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 a it's a way to reduce drag, I believe. Uh, and then you've also got like you know you've got Toro Rosso with the really skinny wings. But then you see Ferrari, and obviously they've probably got a bit more power. But they're running the you know big barn door on the on the back. And ultimately, that might be what cost Fernando Alonso a championship later on. That's in, in probably season. it. Certainly is. Yeah. I mean, that, we're I mean, looking that's... at another uh, Renault who was involved in that incident. Yeah, exactly. That like, is stuck behind Vitaly Petrov for the entirety of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah, so that's it was Williams Cosworth. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, we just saw him passing a Virgin, who, of course, being that new team that didn't even have a big enough fuel tank to finish the races with refueling band. Yeah, I mean, it was 150 kilos, roughly, I think they were running then, um, worth of fuel. I don't know how you do that. Like, surely you just like go bigger and then underfill, not 
go smaller. I guess maybe the package, yeah, the packaging will be so important. Car 12 under investigation for a jump start. I would love to tell you what car that is, but unfortunately, um, this we're is going before on. You had set driver numbers as well. Yeah, this is this is championship order, and I don't remember who was car 12 in that time. Petrov. Ah, Petrov. Yeah. God, do you, do you see that Renault? It was like when, once the Rosberg without the slipstream. Ooh, track limits. I was going to say track limits. I'll have to give that <laughs> back. <laughs> is that still the rule? Well, yeah, supposedly. What is it? Yeah. If you uh, if you go off the track to maintain a place, that's the same as losing a place. Yeah. Gosh, look, Petrov's just backing into people now. Fernando Alonso is very familiar with that. Yeah. So Alonso should for be... the audio. <laughs> yeah. So God, I I do it automatically now. Yeah, it, it it's it certainly beats talking over the audio, but for the people listening at home who don't have a race up, I'm not sure why what you're going to get out of this because there will just be periods of like quiet. Okay. Um, obviously, with the nature of how it is, um, play play some F1 or something along the lines. If you're not watching the Canada at this point, if you're still around at the very least. Oh. Uh, Sorry, Petrov just come from quite far back actually to try. Oh, he got. He didn't oh, even he go that up the deep. Exit. Yeah, and they and the Williams is through. The Williams has got has lost a bit of damage. I think it's, but it's still got the end plate stuck to the to the to the suspension there. So it's oh, it's yeah. just going backwards down the straight. That must be so frustrating. Is he boxing? Mm. I think he's boxing. He must be. Yeah. Oh, I love that shot. Is that great camera shot though? Yeah, yeah and you can, you can you can see it in the background. Gosh, they don't do, tend to do that so much anymore. Those chips. Yeah, I, I do oh. love having um, you know some fluid camera motion and things like that that like actually use the architecture of the circuits. But I feel like it's more like for me, I think it's probably more of a reliance on the street circuits that doesn't allow for you to have those convenient camera spots. No, we just get the thing at Baku where you've got the castle camera shot where they go from one but little turret. They have to turret. manually like, put it oh. away and you miss. Oh, sorry, Ooh. they've just done a Vettel. They did a Vettel. you got to give that place back, Michael. We're talking over it. Oh, I think there's a bit of damage on the on the right wing, sort of the, the foot plate. We don't have these anymore. The foot plate of the end plate on the Renault there. Uh, Yeah, it looks like it because it's pointing outwards. It's flapping about. Hopefully we get a replay of that because... We're too busy talking about bad camera shots at Baku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, imagine... I, I agree with Martin Brundle there. I don't think Ma- I don't think Michael Schumacher is going to yield that position back. Which I which guess fun... we'll oh, carry on. <laughs> I, I know. I was going to say like I feel like we're about to see the difference between like you know what we've seen in F one recently compared to like what we were seeing in F1 at the time. And like now that would be a penalty because they've set the precedent for it with Vettel in 2019. Yeah, nowadays, well, I mean, you have to give the place back. and But I think a lot of drivers now are just, <laughs> funnily enough, they're still doing they're doing what Michael does, which is... All right, drive I'll just down go, the road another five I was gonna seconds. Say, I'll, yeah, I'll just, I'll just drive faster. Okay, here we go. This has got to be the replay. So it's him coming yeah. out of the pits, the Renault... Oh, he, he oh, got, that's he got... a... 
that's really oh, aggressive. As well. Yeah, oh, I miss Kubica. Oh, yeah, no, that's... They're both off. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I'd, you'd I'd argue, argue that they're both off. Yeah. He does squeeze them an awful lot. I mean, Michael Schumacher always squeezed drivers. That's true. He did squeeze. There was not racing room on the inside there, and Kubica was definitely alongside. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, we've had technical issues again. Yeah. What is the thing? It's 2706. I know, man. What's the issue on your thing? Is it just. I don't know. It's just, it does. I think. Yeah, it's just buffering. I think, to be honest, I think it's what F1 TV does. So, oh, there we go. We're back. We're back. F1 TV does sometimes, apparently. Which is quite annoying when it's an official thing, I must say. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, we've got Vettel in. We've got Vettel in. Lap Driver 14. Number five. Did he stay number five? I think he stayed at number five. Like yeah, he's when, number f- when he When he decided to go for an actual number. He did. I think that was more... I'm not actually but... sure whether it would have been a reference to this. Gosh, look at that little track map. Goodness me, it's so low res. And we only see Weber on it as well. I mean, yeah. to be fair, that's the only point of comparison, really. But there, through goes the McLaren. Yep, he's, uh, so he's down in fifth place. Wait, was that Hamilton? Should I have said through goes Hamilton instead? You might, you should have done, I think. Is that Schumacher oh, back that's in? Such a, yeah, back in again. That's a, such a slow stop. That's a second stop for him. That's going to ruin his race. We had, the, we had like three frames of a of this battle. I think, yeah, Toro Rosso is powered by Ferrari at this point, so it's not exactly a power difference. It's just going to be a drag and downforce difference now. Yeah. That and the fact that Fernando... Oh, it's Buemi! He's leading the Blame race! He's leading the race! Oh! Oh, is this an opportunistic move from Hamilton? Opportunistic moves from Hamilton on Fernando Alonso? Never. <laughs> I just remember that... Uh, was it Monza? Where, like, Hamilton just, like, steamed up the inside at the hairpin and, like, forced his way past Massa. Oh, it was Buemi Pitts as well, but Ham- yeah. this puts Hamilton in the lead. That was brilliant. That was brilliant for for Hamilton from uh, uh, brilliant for Hamilton by Buemi there. Yeah, absolutely. Slows down Alonso, gives him the opportunity to get alongside, which then puts him in the prime position to get past using his stalled rear wing. And we get to see the replay of it too. Well, only from this far back, but still. God, he's he, he got helped by Boemi as well. Boemi going in the pits there, so he yeah. he had the, he had so the he's drag not reduction. breaking. Well, yeah, I just mean he also drag reduction system. Well, no, not well. He had the drags reduction of the slipstream. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, and, and to be honest with you, he does he does also have the drag reduction of the uh, of the F duct. Yeah, the precursor to DRS ultimately is that. Oh, um, that's his Spanish oh, race. Bruno Senna out. Oh gosh, I always felt bad for them because they did so. They they were doing. Like they they just were in the wars constantly. Yeah. Then again, they had no money. Maybe well, they had that, a budget that was cut. the other thing as well, wasn't it? Because um, the the three teams came in under the under like the promise of F one imposing that uh, rudimentary cost cap that it was going to do. Yeah, and yeah. It didn't come up because you know, of course, it wasn't going to come up. Um. Well, they were going to. And then they all of a sudden, put... they just no team, none of those teams could compete. 
No, I mean it was meant to be. A, it was going to be a two-tier system. That was the thing, though, which is ridiculous. You know, they were suggesting. I think Max Mosley was suggesting something along the lines of sort of more like freedom on the rules engines and stuff like that as well. Not works uh, engines. That's the, that already existed, but like a F one provided engine that the teams could buy into. That I don't remember. Max Mosley was out by this point, of course. Um, I think he. I think he. Well, what? In the Braun documentary, I think they talk about it, where I think to sort of placate the teams, Max Mosley left, which is probably pretty good, bearing in mind what was going down for him in the in the tabloid newspapers at the time as well. Yeah. Um, but I think sort of to placate the F1 teams, he, he had to leave after having stamped his mark on, uh, on McLaren there with a £100 million fine for Spygate. Exactly. It's such a different world, isn't it, that, you know, F1 is in at this point. It really is. Like, the car concept is completely different. Obviously, they're still trying to promote overtaking, um, because that is just going to be the time-old battle that F1 finds itself in. Oh, Button's catching Alonso. Was it, like, 15 that Hamilton passed him? Um, 17, I think. Um. There's only, like, a one or two... One or two ago. Well, there was a two-second delta on one of those laps. Yeah, and then it sort of brought down to like point one of a second. Oh gosh, that was a bit deep from Schumacher there. <laughs> They're still talking about tire chat. They're still talking about tires. Like. Yeah, I mean, well, they're now talking about how that sort of there's one there's one compound that's not meant to be as good, and uh, and that the and that the tires were a bit too strong on one of them, and uh, I think it sort of like ties into what you were saying about how you thought the tires were a bit too good, almost. Yeah, I can't. I we've reached the point now where we're eighteen laps in. I can't remember if we've already established this, but you know the. What was the reason for choosing Canada? Um, um, the reason for choosing Canada specifically, sorry, we should have said, uh, I don't think we did it initially. Um, this, I believe, is the race that um, that sort of informs the tyre, not tyre strategy, but tyre philosophy going forward. So, it, you know, it's lap 19 and we've had, you know, we've had drivers doing stops like, you know, maybe 10 laps ago. And the, and the teams, I think, as they mentioned in the broadcast there as well, um, you know, had, there was no... It was very cold in the in the preceding two days up to this, and it was also and it rained overnight. So the t- the track when we started the race was completely green because there's also no other there's no support series I don't believe for this as well. So the team showed up, and this was a lot hotter hotter of a day than they than they anticipated, and they had massive thermal degradation on what supposedly were quite strong tires. Um, and we realised that it sort of made the race a bit mental because obviously it's thrown a load of drivers backwards um, and out of position. And uh, I think the FIA took one look at this and went, this is what we need to, as you say, we're trying to introduce overtaking measures. Now, I think my point on my points on those have been have been made on this very podcast. There should be a clip of it somewhere. But um, yeah, we are trying to introduce overtaking um, and, and and interesting races, and one of the things they tried to do it was legislating the tire strategy. So the remit for for Pirelli is to essentially try and recreate this race every race, 
with how the tires work. So, you know, you'd have drivers being relatively quick and then going off a cliff. Yeah, which we did see, like, you know, Lotus falling afoul of quite a lot, um, or whether it was Lotus Renault at the time, regardless. Um, I, I, I distinctly remember a race with, I think it was Roman Grosjean and Kimi Raikkonen driving for Lotus. So that's why I'm basing my memory off at the very least. Um, but, you know, they got so far into, I think, China it was. And then with about China. four or five laps to go, like their race pace just fell off from the extent that they were fighting for a podium, I think it was, and then didn't potentially even finish in the points. Yeah, I just I remember them. Leave, I remember Kimi Raikkonen coming out of the uh, hairpin, I think, and leaving just big black elevens <laughs> as he tried to get the power down, and he had no grip whatsoever. But yeah, to think... almost emphasize the point of like how different the tires are, you know, we made it six laps in for some cars before their first box, like on the softs, and now we're currently on lap twenty. We've had some cars box again. And we've had some cars that are still just going really well, just continuing to improve at this point now. Yeah, they're just sort of pounding around. So, you know, Button's pulling away from, from Vettel there. I think everyone's sort of filtered back. We've now got sort of what you would, we would establish as the old guard, not the old guard, but like the established runners. So you've got Hamilton, Alonso, Button and Vettel. I think there's then... Uh, you know, I'd love to tell you, but it well, there we go. It has to spool through, and then we've got <laughs> Weber, Kibitzer, Sutil, Wemi, uh, Rosberg. Wemi. Yeah, Rosberg. God, it's weird to see a Mercedes. Well, it's, it's not now to see a Mercedes in ninth place. And then we've got Hulkenberg, Algashwari for Toro Rosso, uh, Schumacher, Liuzzi uh, for Force India, and then Massa down in 14th place, almost a minute off the lead over Linen, De La Rosa, Trilli, Barrichello, and Degrassi. And he's in the Virgin, I believe. Yes, yeah. And then we've yeah. got Glock also in the Virgin. Petrov. Oh, Petrov almost a lap down. He's a lap oh, down. Oh, over a lap down, sorry. And then Chandok. Um, he's back at the Skypad. Yeah, he may <laughs> as well be. Um, I did like the fact that oh! the HRT... Oh, that was deep from... I can't believe he re- kept that <clears throat> like on the track. If that were me, I'd have been straight off. That was a real lock, that was, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like the fact like I the HRT livery was some needed something to be inspired by, but I did quite like the fact that they put the names of the drivers on the side. That's because I had nothing else to put on the side. <laughs> yeah, because would like... you want would you want to sponsor what was like the worst team in F one? If well, if I was trying to, I don't know, shutter a business, I might have done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the whole you know, it was a it became a meme that if you wanted to get airtime in was it twenty twenty one, like sponsor a Hass because there would always be a collision with their two drivers. Yeah, also, it, it, I mean, how, how far does there's no publicity such as uh, sorry, no, there's no public, there's no, no bad, publicity, bad publicity. That's the yeah. How Team far radio? does that go? Oh, so Vettel's on the soft tires. He's on the softs, but I don't know if he's making inroads. Nah. Well, Fernando Alonso seems to think that things are looking good. 
with 22 laps gone as we approach lap 23. Mm. He's hunting down Lewis I Hamilton. Believe, I in, believe that's Lewis Hamilton, yeah. In the McLaren Mercedes. God, I remember that. I remember the time where that was that where that was the silver arrow. Yeah. Although arguably it was like obviously Mercedes buying their own team that ultimately led to, you know, um, arguably one of the contributing factors I'll say that led to McLaren leaving the front of the field. I mean, yeah. I mean, they. Uh, th- this was still the point where they could fight for race wins. Um, but I think once you hit 2014, there was no way that uh, McLaren were going to get the same the same treatment, really. Yeah. Well, then again, they're using uh, they're using Mercedes engines now, so I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, but it's not I McLaren mean, Mercedes. Yeah, absolutely. Back to two versions of McLaren Mercedes. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of like naming arrangements for teams and things like that, um, in actual modern. F1 news at the very least. I say news, this is obviously going to be coming out around Christmas, but this week we've obviously seen um, the lack of announcement of a name change from the AlphaTauri team that we were expecting. Um, so they're apparently still going to be called AlphaTauri for 2024. But the other um, big, well, the actual big naming change that we were anticipating but weren't quite expecting what to get was that obviously Alfa Romeo Sauber, as they've been this year, will be called uh, Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. Now, I've got plenty to say about it. First of all, why is F1 Team involved in the name of an F1 car? Well, team, ultimately, I don't think it's necessary. It feels a bit like when you start up a new like FIFA game and you're called Player One. Um, but what do you think about this story? I don't know. It sounds like a newspaper headline, doesn't it? Stake F1 team kick, <laughs> kick Sauber, kick um, which might, you know, might, might allude to sort of maybe how the results are going to be or what, or what the political machinations are behind the scenes. Um, so you say that, but it's not actually the end of it. Uh, you know, you carry on and it's actually, you've got to include a Ferrari on the back of that because they, they can have Ferrari engines, I believe. Um, so it's going to because you you have to include that in the team name I believe so that's going to be an awful lot was it going to be stake stake F1 team kick Sauber Ferrari it's ridiculous and I think everyone's just going to call it Sauber regardless anyway I believe Um, that's I believe that's what's going to happen yeah I mean we're not going to bother calling it all those different words yeah because the other thing as well is like particularly and this was mentioned I think in some form of uh, article that came up around the same time. There's obviously the regulation regarding like broad or well, gambling on broadcast on public broadcasting, and stake, of course, are a. I mean, this is something maybe not to get into conversation about too deeply on today's show, but um, there is, of course, regulations regarding the endorsement of gambling on public broadcasting services. Yeah, even implicit. So I believe the BBC won't be, they'll just be calling it Salva. Um, if only because, you know, it seems ridiculous to say all those words uh, every time you want to reference an F1 team. And it's going to be the same with the game as well. The game is, 
you know, we've seen this before where with Force India, I believe, um, or was it Racing Point by that point? Um, as Pedro de la Rosa sends it very well, I thought it too deep, and then oh, that's an excellent pass. That uh, yeah, you've got to, the ins- you slow down the Lotus as well at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just get there, figure it out the apex, and sit sit on it until until you can drive away. So that was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I think it was um, you know, we've seen it before when uh, I think it was Sport Pacer or something, was it? Yeah, um, Sport Pacer. That's uh, that that didn't end up being in the game because you know it was just um they just didn't allude to it uh, or didn't didn't put the yeah. name in cause to, to get that peggy three rating i think the same with martini as well with the alcohol um for yeah. williams it's like as well in uh football how um huddersfield towns stadium when they obviously had you know the naming rights and everything for the game because they were in the premier league um it was the Kirkley Stadium as opposed to what it actually was because that was alco- an alcohol brand. Mm. Oh, Alonso's a lot closer to Hamilton now. A lot closer. I think he might move. be passed. They've got to pass the Virgin. Oh! oh. Hamilton coming oh, into the Hamilton's pits. Hamilton's boxing. I think that's probably what's kept him... Well, he's not ahead anymore now, will he? But, um... No, but I think he got a decent amount of time out of that, out of that Virgin racing car there, so he wasn't, he wasn't actually that bad. That was, that was close. I was, it was a, it was a leisurely. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just saying that was a leisurely pit entry there, into into the grid box. Three stopping. I was going to say, is that a second stop? Yeah, second stop. No, oh, is that? Yeah, the Force India just cutting across the escape road there. Bits are, I think, coming out. Bits are coming out of the pits next to his teammate. He's just going to be in front there. Oh, what's happened? Where uh, is Sutil and either Kubitsa and Petra? Or one it of must be Kubitsa. It must be Kubitsa. Just thinking yeah. of the time. Oh, Kubitsa was smart there. He knew he was coming into the pits. Oh, okay. Oh. That's I thought I thought, I thought he backed back, out. Yeah, I thought he'd gone to the right. And then no. He had he uh, backed out to get behind him, but then he's come back into the pits because I think he's clearly I got think, much more speed. Yeah, I think what he thought was gonna happen that looks like a puncture there. Ooh. He must have clipped him. I think what he thought was gonna happen was that he thought Sutil would stay central, but Sutil moved left when he realized he wasn't coming past and then had to gosh, that was a Forza Motorsport style dive bomb move. Gosh, they're just so good. they're going so quick. They are going so quick. Like they're pushing too hard, well, not too hard, but you, you know, if this is a modern race, they'd have, I think this is where they still didn't have an idea of how to handle these tires. I mean, now we've got the Pirellis, this is a bit more. Everyone knows how to do it, and even you know, after the first few things, oh, car ten, who's that? Oh, that's going to ruin the underfloor. Sorry, on on Liuzzi's car, I think there. I mean, speeding in the oh, pit no, sorry, as well is usually still that. Um like slam dunk element of it at this point as well. Right, right, yeah, it's GPS, isn't it? So once yeah. you, uh, yeah, you just look at the GPS trace and you can see exactly how far someone's going. That underfloor is going to be ruined on that on Sutil's car. Yeah, that's going to wreck his aero. Drive yep, through penalty, penalty for car number 10. 
I'd love Oh, Nico Hulkenberg in car 10. That's who it is. Uh... I really like the... Oh, there's a bit of tyre carcass on the racing line there. I've got, I've got, I've got it. I got to it faster than Martin Brundle. That's my, that's my uh, claim to fame there. Huh. I'm going to see if I can get the uh, driver numbers up on my second screen. <laughs> I was going to say, so we don't have that so often. <laughs> okay, so car number one for the rundown to give everyone. Uh, Jensen Jensen Button. Button. Car number two, Lewis Hamilton. Car number three, Michael Schumacher. Car number four, Nico Rosberg. Yeah, would have been for the constructor. Yeah. Car number five, Sebastian Vettel. Car number six, Mark Webber. Car number seven, Felipe Massa. Interrupt me if you need me to. No, no. Um, car number eight, Fernando Alonso. Car number who's very, nine. Who's very, oh, sorry, who's currently very annoyed at, uh, at Lotus. I think that was Cove Line in there. Oh. Uh, car number nine, Rubens Barrichello. Car number 10, Nico Hulkenberg, as we just established. Oh, oh, I thought we were seeing something going into the hairpin. I don't think so. Oh, Is that uh, Hamilton no. still? No, Ham- Hamilton's ahead of Alonso then after the uh, stop. Like, yeah, yeah. Back. So he did clearly seemingly gain some time. I think, yeah, I think there's an undercut that worked there. An undercut that worked, imagine. Um, <laughs> car number 11, Robert Kubica. Car number 12, Vitaly Petrov. Car number 14, because there is apparently no car number 13. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just unlucky. Oh, Adrian Sutil. Car number 15, uh, Antonio Liuzzi. Speaking oh, of. Speaking of, they're both of them on track at the same time. Oh. Sutil has just passed Liuzzi with a damaged car. And you saw on the left hand, on the right hand side, sorry, of that, of that Force India, there was. Huge chunks of the floor going away. Yeah, that was that was a good move from uh, Sutil. Yeah. Um, car number sixteen, Sebastian Buemi. Car number seventeen, Jaime Alguersuari. Car number eighteen, Jarno Trulli. Car number nineteen, Heikki Kovalainen. Um, there are so many drivers for Hispania this season that you've got <sighs> car number twenty being Karen Chandok. And Christian Klein, and Sakon Yamamoto, and car number twenty-one being Sakon Yamamoto and Bruno Senna, um, car number twenty-two being Pedro De La Rosa and Nick Heidfeld, uh, car number twenty-three being Kamui Kobayashi, car number twenty-four being Timo Glock, and car number twenty-five being Lucas Degrassi. Hmm. I think that was uh, well. It's it's indicative of how little money. Um... HRT had. Yes. Um, they just took whichever drivers could give them some money. Yeah. Well, well essentially, yeah. They were they were a revolving door of drivers, essentially. That's what that's what I heard. Yeah. Um not even heard. That's just what happened. Like, it was who could bring funding and Karen Chandok unfortunately was kind of the um I mean he, he didn't last much longer than this race. He didn't have cameo back then to give uh to raise those funds. Yeah, I mean that's how he ended up at Sky. To be fair, and it, it, the guys, you know, I think he got a bad lot in in who he ended up driving for. But he's he's had a fairly successful endurance career after this, um, yeah. as as Grid Talks resident endurance racing watcher, uh, sorry enthusiast. Um, I will be bringing up who who ends up where in various different uh in various different endurance racing series. 
bit of so team radio then. I was going to say, they're talking, that's team radio there, but they're talking about prime and option tyres, and I'm just like, I don't remember which way round they were. I think it was. Prime was the tyre that was, oh, yellow flag. Prime would make sense if it was hard. Oh. I think the idea was options were the best, like, option for, um, like, the race, whereas Prime was Prime for the speed. I don't remember. I don't know. If only we had Google. I'm going to Google it. Oh, there's some smoke out the back of that um, BMW Sauber Ferrari. Oh, BMW Sauber. So it's a Ferrari-powered BMW. So they didn't have BMW engines. BMW would essentially note doubt and probably still had some obligation on their contract. Yeah, I think at this time as well, Sauber would just... um, have Sauber always had Ferrari from this point? Um, they still obviously have them, but I remember Sauber obviously got the Mercedes junior driver of Pascal Wehrlein. But I think... I think, you know, would normal, under most circumstances, would involve an engine supplier, but... Yeah, um, but I think sometimes doesn't. Doesn't always. Sometimes you just want to put your driver in any team. Um... I get. I, I think Prime was yeah. Prime was the hards, and then Option was the softs. Sorry. Wow. So I was wrong. I mean, it's it's ambiguous, is it not? I mean, that's kind of what I do appreciate about what like. Whilst we obviously have um, more than the three tire compounds, we do just t- call them hard, medium, and soft in the race context. Well, in a race weekend context, because that's what they are on relative terms to each other. But then you do obviously then have the element of, so this week, the uh, hard could be the soft uh, Mm. from last week, or this week, the uh, medium could be the softest tyre of all. Um, Mm. At least they keep the uh, wet consistent in the sense that we don't use them if it's raining. (laughs) Oh, God, don't even start. Don't start. I'm just looking. I think, I believe, that Ferrari engines have been used. You got a Sauber C29. I don't care. Let's go beam. So, so BMW provided the engines up until 2009. And then this is the Sauber C29 that's running. So that's a Ferrari engine. And you'll have to forgive me while I click through every single one of these now. <laughs> there was a season, I believe, where they used the previous year's Ferrari engines. Um, yeah, that, that was a really thing that you don't see so well. often anymore. Yeah, yeah they, they ended up with the pre. You, know, you essentially you had to have the 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 yeah the lower spec engine, the previous spec engine. Was that 2015? I think. I don't quite remember. I must say. Yeah, it looks like yeah. I think they've used Ferrari engines. Ever since now, ever since this point, yeah, which is a shame because the Ferrari engine has often been, um, what's the word? Not the best. Yeah, flawed. <laughs> flawed. I mean, it kind of fits the Ferrari philosophy of you know power above everything else. You know, like how what much... like reliability? Because I always remember yeah. they used to overheat and blow up quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, it's been Ferrari engines ever since. I thought so. 
Sal, I do like Sal, the Salba team. They're a team that you know I've had rootings for for a while. I do but like that. To be, they've got I, roots I think in sports car really racing as well. But you know, yeah, I mean, they gave. Well, to be fair, they gave Michael Schumacher his start. Um, back in Massa sports car was racing. there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, back when they had the Red Bull and the Patronus. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, I think Patronus, uh, funnily enough, ended up over at, um, well, yeah, they obviously ended up over at Mercedes, which was after Pat Fry, I think. Um, not Pat Fry. Who was the head of, they talked about this in the Braun documentary. That they I don't... did, because they, it they... was, um, how can we get a sponsor? Well, how can we get some more money? Yeah, um, something... And of course, with Mercedes coming in, um. Yeah, I think I, mean, it, I think they the they probably overextended their hand there, and uh, and it happens to work out. I think yes. for Braun, but that that could have not been the case. <laughs> um, it's funny enough. How, it's funny to me how much uh, how much is sort of built on business relationships. Vettel not making really making inroads, only making sort of a tenth or two on average per lap on on button here. Um, I'd love to tell you what the gap is. It looks like maybe, I don't know, three or four tenths of a second. No, for, for, uh, five or six tenths of a second. Well, oh, no, it's got Massa's just set the fastest lap in P14. Yeah, 119 dead. Yeah, and this is as well before you got a point for the fastest lap. Yeah, well, yeah, well before then. Do you think, um, to, you know, give this some modern relevance do you think that the fastest lap point is something that still had or do you think it has a place in f1 do you think we need it um i think it's interesting it's hard to say because right that's worth what 24 points roughly over a season um i think it's sort of it's weird because it benefits people who are either in the midfield and have been gapped, but are fast enough to be faster than people behind in the in the. Oh, uh, there's an insult involving car eleven and car fourteen. Who is? So that's Kubica and Sutil. That will be. I was going to be that will be the they're coming. The I assume they're coming together into the pit, which yeah. is quite a number of laps ago. Yeah. Like that, this is one thing that was sort of typified by this point in F1, it took an awful long time to investigate things and or even they, say they were going to investigate them. And now they start doing it after the race as well, I believe. that. Which I was, think this was the season they started doing that. Oh, it was yeah, 2009. 2009, but they kept doing it. It kept being an issue and I hated it. Oh, I love and this throttle graphic. It's still an issue now. Yeah, I love the, the, this rotating radial graphic. I do of, quite uh, like it too. It's it's one of the things I always wish we had the exact version of that on the game. Um, I always liked that. Yeah, I think for me as well, like that um, rotational graphic as well gives it that road car relevance back in the back then as well, because I like obviously that was when the majority of cars I think still had like an actual dial, whereas now yeah. of course it's all those um, built-in dash displays. If I mean, you don't I, already have a holographic one somewhere. Yeah, I mean they've still got the dials. I think um, they're virtual dials, and I'm and I don't personally like those, but um, but I still think you know it's I don't know it looks cool. 
We've got we've got Felipe Massa stuck between behind two Force Indias. I think that's for position. Well, he is in P. He was in P fourteen the last time we saw the timing graphic. So yeah, it wasn't actually a timing graphic. It was more of a lap graphic because yeah, the was that... cars are lap down. Yeah, the it field was the... spread was certainly some. Ooh, oh, debris on track. Yep, that got kicked up. Are they actually? I don't know if they've collected up that little bit of carcass going into the last corner. Sorry, into the chicane. I'm not sure either. Um... Oh, there we go. Yeah, look, that, well, he's still in 14th. They've still both 14th. done. They've both done two stops, and we're not. We've, we're only just over half distance, and they hadn't done half distance by that point. You know, Jensen Button doing a well, wow, well, three three thousandth of a second faster lap than uh, than than uh, Felipe Massa there. Still faster. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it. You'd get the point. You'd still get the point for that. Well, Massa wouldn't even get the point. Is the other thing. Um, well, yeah, of course you know, he's out of the top ten. Conversation um, that we were having about the fastest lap. Um, Surely it benefits yeah. just dominant cars or cars that are like fast, you know, so slow that they're slow enough that they're they're not fighting the leader. So they've got you know a big they they haven't got a, a gap that they can overcome in front, and then but but also will still have a a fairly large gap to the drivers behind. You know, surely. Yeah. It's for that, really. I mean, we saw as well um, so many occasions this 2023 season. Uh, the, well, at least for the... Ooh, Hamilton's taking a chunk out of the fastest lap thing there yeah, by a few three, tenths. Yeah, to, to one and a half tenths. Um, but yeah, what we've seen is, you know, the driver out in front having a pit stop gap to come out with some space go slowly for a lap to just make sure you've got that full battery and then give it full beans for a lap and get, you know, your purple lap guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a bit different, but as well, like, I know I find it's weird because the teams now, you know, we, we saw it last this season, I think, where Max Verstappen was obviously going and getting fastest laps and really pushing the boundaries and getting track limits. That that debris is gone, by the way, on the entrance to the to the final chicane. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's been picked up, I don't know. But you see drivers now saying, "Oh, I want to go get the fastest lap," and they're going, "No, it's not worth the risk," you know. And, and I think that's a bit interesting. Maybe do you think maybe the the sort of that the reward isn't high enough to only be one championship point? Yeah. But then I think, like, if you um, raise it, like, to more points, then it almost doesn't feel like the points are being deserved, almost. Yeah, like, yeah, I think maybe it has to stick at one, because if you think, yeah, I think you're right, it has to stick at one, because if you're la, if you're in 10th place and you're fighting with the guy in front, and it's two points, or yeah, if it's just if it's two points for a for a fastest lap, you'll think, well, stuff this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through the risk of gaining a point. Oh, sorry, of gaining yeah, just just one point uh, by overtaking this guy on track and you you know really pushing it when I when I can you know use the gap that I've that I've got behind, build up that gap and and just just make a pit stop and put some new tyres on and, and, and get the fastest lap that way. So I think you're right. It has to stick. It, it has to, to be a lower yeah. points increase than the... It's it's the only point like increase that you can give without it 
like guaranteeing the change in position. Um, Unless you start to mess with the points uh, through the scale. Ooh, but I, I quite partner. <laughs> I think this was in just the end of the good, of the first good times. I want to say I don't want to talk. I, to be honest with you, I don't really want to talk too much about their relationship at all. Nah, like, I, it does I, not matter it's to not me. Not relevant, you know. No, like okay, right. Here's some things I know about Nicole Scherzer. Yeah, Nicole Scherzinger. She was like she was dating Lewis Hamilton at one point. She's part of the Pussycat Dolls, who are, in my opinion, well, in my opinion, they do a couple of nice songs. Funnily enough, they started in the Viper Room, uh, which was owned by Johnny Depp at the time in the nineties. Oh. Slightly different thing. I think it was more like a burlesque dance troupe at that point, but. Sebastian Vettel was uh, has gone faster still. And this is relatively close in the fastest laps. We've only got a spread of a, a spread, sorry, of about half a second from first to eighth um, in in the fastest lap classification. Obviously, that's yeah, that is quite close at the very least. Like the field spread is significantly different. Like you've already got, I think it's from lap from P fifteen being one lap down, and then P nineteen two laps down. Oh, um, goodness. Ooh. Sorry. Felipe Massa, all out of shape trying to get out of turn two. Is he up against Sutil here? Oh, yeah. He's the still rear... behind the Force India. He's still behind the Force India. And the rear is... A... Well, I think... I know we talk about dirty air. This was supposedly a, a philosophy of car that was easier to follow. Oh, goodness me. Oh, it's Sutil or the Force India, whichever one it is. I That's think... Lirtzy. Yeah, yeah, Leonsi. Yeah. He did well to keep that in track. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do feel bad for Massa. I think there is. I can't remember if this. Is, when did this race come in the in the order? Uh, eight. Was it? I think. Was that before yeah. or after Hockenheim? I think it would have been before. Oh, we got a. Oh, we got a slow Lotus. Or a Slotus. A Slotus. Um, I think he's pulled in. Oh goodness me, that was close. Malcolm Bears jumped the chicane. He should have to give that place back. Mass has come in. Mass has come in. Mass has come in. Yeah. So the season calendar for 2010 was Bahrain, Australia, Malaysia, China, Spain, Monaco, Turkey, Canada, Valencia, Silverstone. Uh, Hockenheim, Hungary, Belgium, Italy, Singapore, uh, Japan, Korea, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. Goodness me. It was a good season, this, to be fair. What with how topsy-turvy it was. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that sort of... Um, you'd had the sort of Leicester-style season where Honda, you know, were winning, and then everything back to normal almost with, you know, um, McLaren being back on top almost, um, Ferrari still being in the picture, Red Bull, like, continuing to improve, like, you know, after having um, Adrian Newey join the team a few years earlier. Um, so we've we got... Weber is having chunks taken out of him by, by uh, Lewis Hamilton there. I think he's been running on those tyres for quite a while as well, hasn't he? Because he's still got to pit a second time. I think so. 
unfortunately, we don't have a little stop counter, which should tell you. Oh gosh, that there's now two laps down uh, down in 18th place. And the Toro Rosso comes out behind the Red Bull. That is good for the Red Bull. Well, do you remember when like it was always so obvious as well that there was because obviously team orders aren't a thing right now, or are they? But no, no, uh, no, they're not. They're still banned at this point. Team orders are still banned at this point. Yes. When, um, whether they slipped through the cracks, I yeah. imagine, but. And obviously that would as well be uh, two teams' orders, but it was so obvious that the Toro Rossos were told to move because you never saw a Toro Rosso stay in front of a Red Bull for longer than a straight. Yeah, they just, well, I mean, you you don't upset your... upset your your, team uh, that might give you a seat in two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I always thought was a bit annoying. I think they were... I don't know. Maybe they're just not tactically not not ta- even tactically. Maybe they're just not allowed to compete because otherwise the teams would say start saying, "Well, hold on." Technically, you've got a four per, a four car team here. Yeah. Um. So maybe <laughs> maybe it does have to be. Oh, we got a replay of something. A replay of Mark Webber's tires. I'm guessing. They don't look particularly nice. I must say that is a lot of graining. This is that back is when tires of graining. This is, I think one of the things about the Bridgestones was they used to grain up specifically. Um, but you used to be able to get through that. I mean, now, nowadays, you don't seem to be able to you know, work through that graining phase. And they just kind Unless of Unless you're on like, the Inters or Wets or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you mean Wets? We don't use the Wets. No. Yeah. Alonso's <sighs> catching Hamilton. He is, and he's increasing his rate that he's catching him. It's like four tenths a lap, roughly. There's so much traffic in places as well now. Well, there's 22 cars, aren't there? So Not currently, but... Well, no, but... Okay, <laughs> actually, yeah, we're, we're back down to... But we've had, like, what? How many retirements? Gosh. Two, three? Well, they, oh, they've lapped up to... Te- the, only the top ten are on the lead lap. Yeah. And even then, only just. <laughs> only just. Oh, Christian Horner coming on the radio. What was he saying? Was it? He, he say the McLarens were going to the finish. Oh, he goodness said all me. the cars ahead were going to come to the finish. And wow, that is significant. Like surely at this point, Webber's being left out to. He's being hung out to dry. You've got to box him now. Twelve laps and he's twelve laps and he's but and he's behind a pit stop. Probably actually less. Probably more like ten around this place. Um, what with the way that the pit yeah. the, the the pits work. I mean, there's four seconds between Weber and Hamilton, um, and we've just seen a graphic showing that like Hamilton's gaining by about one point eight or so a lap. Which means he's in striking distance in what two laps? And this is a McLaren that has vastly superior straight line speed to the re- uh, to the yeah to the Red Bull. Insights brought to you by OWS. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gosh, I wish I, I wish I made the amount of money that that Amazon Web Services does. <laughs> oh, do you see how far forward Alonso's head just moved? Yeah, this is. Hey, look, it's that person that's running F one. Yeah, Well, he, he ran. He ran. Uh, I think it was um, Lamborghini in between. He left. He, he's had a fairly good career, to, but you know, compa- in comparison to a lot of, for, oh goodness me, did you see how much 
how much uh, Alonso caught up on Massa, uh, not Massa, Hamilton there. Yeah, and that was whilst Hamilton was passing the lapped runner, right? Yeah. Of Hulkenberg? Well, not even the lapped runner, I think. Um, it's hard Alonso. to tell from this distance. Um, yes. Yeah, because there were that many cars that were a mixture of white and a darker bluish, blackish colour. Um, yeah. Back then. Funny how often we have that now. Yeah. Oh, do you remember, what was it, 2020 uh, or 2019? I think it might have no, been, it yeah. must have been 2020 because, like, you had the Alfa Romeo, which was mostly white with uh, red accents. Oh, there's a Lotus out. Yeah, uh, he's just inside Yana the pit. Trulli. The Yana Trulli. The t- he's, he's, <laughs> it's expired. <laughs> he's not even managed to make it to his own pit box, which is, you know, it'll be about 30 feet away as well. Wait, would would they have been the first ones in the... They'll either have been first or last. Yeah. And I don't know who picked where, because you can pick what end you want to be. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can pick. Um, so the, the lead team... managing an issue. That's, to be fair, this is when Red Bull weren't so as reliable as they are now. Well, so they lost the, the first race because of... Um, because of reliability. Yeah. Um, and that was in Bahrain, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the endurance thing of Bahrain. Maybe it was bumps as well, but yeah, that was a Red Bull that was sick. Um, Actually, I think it was the new layout for Bahrain in this particular season. How do you mean the new layout? As in the not the outer layer that we've had, which was oh no 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 yeah, it was it was the endurance layout that added a few corners that didn't do very much. Uh, So you came off at turn four and then you turned right instead of going right round. Yeah, you did a bit of a loop. Almost. Yeah. It's probably less kind, but I, so I've just thought of calling it the appendix. Um, the appendix. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a little thing that's just like, oh, this is a little bit, and then you get back to where you're going. Um, Hamilton's you know what I was still catching Webber. Yeah, by chunks of a lap. He's standing up to half a second in lap 46, but look, he's right behind him. You're going to rock up and he's just going to blast past him. Um, now, uh, yeah, so as a, as the constructor, you get to choose um, where which end of the pit lane you would like to be at, whether you'd like to be at the closest end to the pit entrance or the closest end to the pit exit, depending on which you prefer. Um, I think most teams go for pit entry because it's, I think, it's slightly better. And then you get those one or two races a season where, um, like the pit grid, well, the grid order just no, the pit lane order just changes randomly so that the most attractive teams can be seen by the fans. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be Silverstone, for example, because it descends. Yeah. So, and and there's portions of it where you can't see things. So, Hamilton's just cruised right up to the back of Weber now. Um, yeah. Oh goodness! Look how many cars there are. There's four in about. 20 meters of track and mass is still behind the force india oh <laughs> is that long, three though. wide that was almost three wide no he's still ended oh. up blocks behind oh this is insane oh, oh he's, he's fine now i was gonna say he's finally got by but it took four cars and a bloody it took a... cars being in front and holding up the force india yeah this is i mean well this is surely this is a, a sort of a, an amuse bouche or a, a little peek behind Peek, peek into what's going to happen before as Hamilton still struggles to get past Webber. 
He's got to get him this time now. Activate that F duct. And he's passed by week they get the time they make it into turn one. Yeah. Oh, do you remember 2014, that collision between Massa and Perez on what I think was the final lap? It was. It was a huge accident, yeah. A huge high-speed accident. And I seem to remember uh, Massa blaming Perez for that as well. Yeah. Um, Calling him reckless or something along those lines. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics of that accident. I was going to say, Hamilton's done a really... I don't think he's done it on purpose, but he's been really smart because what he's managed to do is he's managed to get past uh, get past Weber. He's um, building a gap. Uh, well, yeah, but the, the portion of the track where you can kind of place your car wh- wherever you need to uh, if you're Weber and hold up Alonso, but Alonso is going to come steaming past down the straight, or maybe not. I don't know. I think it all depends because. How quick is that Red Bull in a straight? Is that Red Bull in a straight line compared to on his the Ferrari? One stop. Oh, oh, he can't. He can't. He can't. He's not. Oh, behind, no, he's but pulled in. Boxing. He's pulled in. Oh, They've still got is, the Lotus there. Why is the car still there? Look. Uh, okay, so Red Bull should be okay. Right, clearly yeah, it would have been Lotus, like that. You know, just like five more meters down the track. Yeah, I was going to say. So clearly. um Mercedes must have chosen the far end of the pit lane. Yeah. A three-second pit stop. Quicker, quicker than some Mercedes stops this season. Yeah, we're the still talking about... majority of them. And they're talking about how that's a good stop. Yeah. Because we went sub three seconds. Oh, sorry. We went, no, we went to three seconds. I remember that being... Specifically, it was three seconds, but that was the issue. Yeah. So I remember uh, in 2012, I think um, McLaren then went to, to tried to go to sub three seconds, and that caused a number of issues at pit stops that cost them races. I mean, I remember as well the um, whilst I've been watching 2009, um, all of these sort of like automated uh, lollipops, almost. You know, yeah, yeah the traffic lights and the the potential of them having to like ban them because of the amount of pit stop exit incidents that like Ferrari were having. Yeah. Um ultimately they obviously didn't ban them, but they made it so that like you have to press a button individually for the lights to activate. Um Yeah, but no one only two people could have bought it, I believe, yeah. on the Ferrari system. Um so that caused a number of issues where they'd say yes, but then they'd realise, oh no, and then they couldn't abort it. And it requires and then the Ferrari driver goes because hey, it says I can go. Yeah, exactly. And it well, it cost a uh, cost them a lot of issues. I think they tried to go almost too technical with that one, where it was, you know, just sanity check it with a guy with a lollipop. Like Has Massa ended up behind the Force India again? Yep, he's twelfth. <laughs> oh my and he's God. right. Like, I just, he just oh, is stuck. that the Force India that he passed behind? No, no, no that is the Force India that he passed behind, but he's still got another one in front because he had two in front. Yeah. Now he's only lost six places since his start. Goodness me. I mean, to be fair, he did have it. He, he must... Right. Felipe Massa must be sick of seeing Force Indias at this point. Like, in this, this race. race as well. Yeah, in this race, he's just like, I saw one at the start, and now I've just had to look at the back. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't even get him into the hairpin. Um. He's like he saw one at the start, and then he's spent 
laps, numerous laps behind two of them, one after the other, got past one, and you've got another one to deal with it, so it's still a pain. So it's not even a matter of slipstream. Like, he should be blasting pie. Like, he's he's coming out from the side, presumably to, like, cool the car almost. Yeah, like, well, I think he's maybe, like, you know, just sending a, just trying to, trying to do it. He's Oh, yeah, no, I think you're right yeah, there. He's, he's coming out of the toe. Like, he's breaking the slipstream. Oh, there we go. And then we're still going through traffic here. What are they showing? Those rear tyres, yeah, they're really... I think they started managing them a bit more now, The fuels, uh, and, and the fuel loads come off. But they're still not looking very healthy. No. As Massa is still behind. Look, he's right... <laughs> he's on his gearbox. I think that, that forcing... Oh, is he going to try and send it into turn five? Uh, well, no, yeah, turn... he just doesn't have the car placement to make that move there. No, I think it... Yeah. He needs to get over further left here, which he's doing. Oh, oh he's touched oh, him. Oh, I think he hit him. Yeah, he's yeah. hit the back of him, hasn't he? And that's going to that's gonna hurt him down the straight. Yeah, because he'll have had to back off. Like You can see that he's further behind. Goodness me. I tell you what, though. Ferrari, as a car, livery, the red and white looks supremely better than the red and black. I think. And I think that was sort of emphasised with their, like, Vegas livery. Yeah, I, I'd prefer it. I mean, I think there's people in the 90s who would maybe... Well, people who would prefer the sort of designs of the 90s who would disagree. Um, you can see where the front on the front of that Ferrari where there's a little bit of damage where it's, yeah. it, it looks just a lot large... Like a lot larger uh, driver cooling hole, but that won't help aerodynamics. That'll be even <laughs> slightly more drag. Not. Gosh, we've it got... created a new air tunnel. Oh, oh, he's, making he's forced himself right through there. That was opportunistic. I don't know if it was deliberate or not. I think he had to take it. Yeah. Because I feel like the Force India, I'm presuming Sutil, um, was slowing down because of the Toro Rosso. Yeah, he was trying um, to get past because the Toro Rosso was blue flagged. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Lotus was blue flagged there. Yeah. Because Weber's involved, I think it is. Yeah. Which is the thing that's causing the blue flags. I think even... No, I think even... Uh, I think the, the Lotus being up front is is a big issue as well. But yeah, Weber's trying to come through. Weber's trying to lap these guys as well, like you say. Yeah. There's, the two level, there's two levels of lapping going on. There's the Gosh. Lotus. Good to speak. Look, there's, look. Yeah, look. Oh, that is opportunistic. You can see, I think he's just going to try and send it in, but then he realises that there's space there. Oh, Sutil was not happy there. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, it wasn't, not the Tararasso, it was the Lotus. Yeah. Um, JB in P3. Yeah, he, he made a big chunk in lap 52, but he's not making so much now. Only a tenth or so. Could be traffic, or it mm. could just be, you know, tyres falling off. It was generally, um, you know, during their teammate era, um, Jensen Button being kinder on his tyres than Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's that's Jensen Button for you. Yeah. I mean, this race one year later as well, particularly. Exactly, uh, yeah. 
So I guess that means, because I was trying to remember if 2010 was the season. Oh, that's an empty. Uh... As I say, yeah, that's. What that's not even made it into there? the pits. I think it's made it into the pits. I don't know what they're doing under there. Sorry, not even made it into the garage. <laughs> yeah, they've not driven sense. it in there. He's just... Maybe it's been a pit stop and they've tried... and they've just had an they've issue and got him out. Yeah. Yeah. But then what happens if their next... their other driver needs to pit? Because obviously you have one pit box. I'm sure they want to move it. Yeah. So that was what that was Glock, I think. Yeah. So Degrassi, where's he? Um, I'm guessing close to the back. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait for the for the little tire the ticker tape else. along the bottom. Don't There's the grass two laps down. Yep. By button Hamilton. Button. It must be button. It must be button because he was coming up to it. So that yeah. was. I mean that. Well, he was getting closer and closer. Maybe he was only slowing down because he was so close that he couldn't gain that much more. That's button in P two as well. He's just passed Alonso. Oh, Alonso got checked up. Oh, oh Karen what Chandra. a move. Yeah. That shows you how much momentum makes a difference. And he's on the outside, just break a bit later, cut to the apex first. Oh, brilliant racing there. Gosh, and like Michael Hamilton's Sh still in the picture as well. Yeah, like he's not actually, he's not leapt off. Yeah. He's three and a half seconds ahead. The other thing you realize, like, you know, comparing current graphics to like these graphics, like we obviously get timing information updated with it on the screen. Like, yeah, like... The information we're seeing is what was pre-rendered at the time of them deploying it. Yeah. Like it doesn't update whilst it's on the screen. It's honestly it's quite annoying. I mean, you get the stuff down the bottom. Well, actually, no, yeah, you're right, because it has to do this ticker tape thing and then it goes away and then it comes back. Oh, Jaime Algashwari getting a must have been a snap or a rear lock or something and had to cut across the grass there. Yeah. And then Sutil, I assume, coming past. That's all paved now. Oh goodness, Michael Schumacher being lapped. Lapped. And the vet was eight seconds behind in fourth place. Gosh, and there's not the imagine. other virgin. So he's clearly not boxing that one yet. <laughs> no. However, I think Schumacher's just been told to box. Looking yeah. at that bit oh. wall. Or was it on the back? Maybe, I don't know. Like he's still obviously out, but I think he's been told to box this lap. Yeah. Uh, oh. Alonso was lucky there. Yeah. But he certainly, uh, I think he's got the bit between his teeth because he is right behind Jensen Burton. Fernando Alonso's never given up ever. And then we've got Weber taking up a second a lap. Well, he's got new tyres. He's got new soft tyres on uh, Lewis Hamilton. Obviously, he's a fair yeah. few places away, but he's taking up almost a second a lap which is honestly actually i'm thinking about it that's not a particularly useful graphic it's not it's like right I'm okay, that's more it useful doesn't... i want to see what he's taking on his teammate he's 10 seconds away though so he's he's you know he's making he's making headway but he's not making huge amounts gosh look at the heat haze
that's the other thing I do like about like this camera angle that you get in um, Canada. Like the ho- you get the whole back straight, like as they just sort of zoom back, yeah, yeah. Like, out, like yeah. as the car just comes through. Mm. And yeah, I think it's brilliant. Like, there are there are some F1 like angles that should always remain a sort of like staple of the broadcasting. I think. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, uh, uh, one like... one of them isn't the castle section at Baku. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll get rid of that, please. Yeah, but like that one there of you know like coming down the back straight of Canada. Um, oh, what else is there? I mean, yeah. What else? I remember, I, I remember a hairpin one, but I can't remember if it was at Germany or like Suzuka or um, like uh, Nurburgring, but like it kind of like follows the car as it's coming around, like on a jib. Yeah, on a jib. I've seen that before at Suzuka. Don't think there's enough of a hairpin. Oh, I've seen it probably at the hairpin before at Nurburgring as well. Yeah, that's, like, I... that's why I can't remember because it's there's so many circuits that have like similar uh, similar elements of them. Um... Yeah, I can't remember which came first. Suzuka was the circuit built before the GP circuit and the Nurbo ring. Know that? Um, I was like the one on the outside of the of uh, what is it? The outside of um, uh, La Source upper. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also good like the, 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 there's a great camera shot. It's either on the inside or the outside of Eau Rouge. Well, sorry, Radiot. No, Eau Rouge specifically, because then you get to see it go through the cars go through Eau Rouge that 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 kink left and then and then turn right up and then left again up through Radion. Yeah, like the camera angles that show you more than just what you're looking at, I think, are a good example too, because um, we do get these very sort of zoomed in like. The car takes up more space than is actually on screen. I know um, the sponsors love it, but it's really yeah. I mean, I know the sponsors love that because obviously they get a nice, a nice big. You can only say Patronus on the side of the car or whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't see what the car is doing. Well, it's like right now on screen, we've seen the whole of the McLaren and some. Yeah, I mean, I think this was a this was before Liberty came in. This is a, clearly the philosophy here with the TV, both the, both both the direction of the photography, and the the and Ooh, the uh, that's a slow getaway. Yeah, it comes yeah. around. It will kink left. Oh, sorry, kink right, and then it will come left. Come Ooh, on, boy, can Michael Amy. hold it around the outside? Oh yes, easy. Oh, that was that was a good move from the Toro Rosso there. Yeah, he placed it well. I mean, he. he he snookered Michael. He couldn't do anything there about that. But um, yeah, I think the direction of the photography here is about a lot more static shots. Um, but you can actually, like I say, you can see what the car is doing, which is important. Like now, a lot of the time, oh god, oh, oh, go, oh, oh he's, he's, he's just been robbed. As, oh yeah, fair enough. I thought that <laughs> was <imagine>? another car. <laughs> no, can you? Well, I can. I can imagine that right now. But yeah, no, I think a lot of it is um, nowadays. Is you, you have to go by implicit. Like I can tell, like not to blow me a trumpet, but I can tell when a car is out of shape, even on these very zoomed-in camera shots. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think that's maybe good for the casual viewer. Whereas the casual viewer can see what's going on with these, 
with these camera shots. Like you know what what the car is doing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's because the car is not so dynamic at this point in time. One eighteen zero from Lewis yeah. Hamilton there for the fastest lap. Yeah. Which you know the tires are not. The tires are relatively old at this point as well. Yeah. Well, you know, he's been on them since oh, lap 20 or so, lap 24, 25. Something like that. So he's... Actually, I'm not sure. I could be making you. that up, but... Um... I'd love to tell you, but I'm sure I'm sure there might be a graphic somewhere that might cycle in. Yeah. Oh, Webber. oh Webber's lost a lot of time to Hamilton. So Hamilton, must... I would say that Hamilton was probably managing this race. Yeah. Even back then, you know, a bit of tyre management going on. Mm. Obviously not to the same extent that we get these days where, um, you know, you're managing from lap three. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the thing that I think is one, one of the things that the world champions have to learn is they have to learn that you don't just win races and championships by driving flat out for 90 minutes. You know, you do have to be, know when to back off, manage your tyres so that, when you when you need to, you can pull it out the bag and just turn up the wick. And it's about it like having that performance in the bag for when, like for a scenario where it might show up. Kubica with the fastest. One seventeen six. That's four he's tenths got a, faster. He's got just like box for the softs or something. Yeah, there's no way that this is that that that's there's no way he's had that in the bag. You want the same radio? <laughs> Three second gap. Clearly have the pace. Look after like, your tires. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of like, uh, you know, you can manage this gap. Don't, you know, don't yeah. blow it. Was that Andrea Stella as well? Possibly. Previously. But being being but, the no. race engineer to Lewis Hamilton, who is, isn't, Andrea Seller now the um he's the team principal of yeah. uh McLaren, but he was previously at Ferrari. Yeah. After this, funnily enough. The merry go around that is F one is <sighs> yeah. hilarious. I like, believe particularly when you think about who the teams end up being as well. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 heard Formula One and motorsport in general described as, and I, I apologise for the term, but very incestuous. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's a... the irony as well is that the team that you know Mercedes took over from, wow, he should have picked there. Yeah, you might as well have accepted it at that point, Felipe. Oh, front wing damage too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He should have picked there. Um, yeah, he lost the front wing. Yeah, that's uh, that was hanging off on one side. Um, he's got to be careful there because that might that could it, it, that could uh, go under the car there. Yeah. Okay, so he moved. Oh, that's reactionary defending from Michael there. He'd made the defensive move. Yeah. You're allowed to come back into the racing line, but not to do that. That's poor well, from Michael. at that point as well. He's like made it so that there isn't even. I don't know if there is the like rule at this time regarding the. Like leaving a space, but there always was. It's, yeah, I think there always is. Yeah, you have to. You do have to leave. You can't. You can't just force someone off the track. Yeah, you have to leave a space like that if they're alongside. But 
Come on, he's coming through. He just moves to cut off the fact that there is no longer a space, but it's too late for Massa because Massa's committed to making Otto where he's positioned the car. He's already got his nose there, yeah. To be fair, to say that obviously he's got a broken front wing that's probably not working particularly well, he's not losing an awful lot of time to Michael there. No, but he needs to box. Why is that car still there? That should that would never be allowed now. No. Thank goodness. Oh, and there he is as well, Mr. Um, Rob, Mr. Rob Smedley. Yeah. Uh, Michael me. Schumacher's just cost Massa a world championship point. Yeah. Good. He, to be fair, he should get a penalty for that. He should do. I don't think there's really been any penalty. Well, there's been the drive-through for speeding in the pit lane, but I don't think there's been any penalties issued in this race other than that. I don't think so. No, I think you're right. Which is weird. Considering so how many it. how many incidents Michael Schumacher <clears throat> alone has been involved in. Yeah. You know, we had a speeding in the pit lane, which is like relatively easily done. No harm done. Vettel's was getting a radio message. Who wants to know the fastest lap? <laughs> Basically, being don't told, even think about it. Yeah, it's just like it's like stop it. You're gonna you'll break the car. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was something. Uh... Vettel almost always seemed to do, though, like uh, during the Red Bull era was even with he could he could be 50 seconds ahead. You obviously didn't get anything for it at the time, but he'd want to know what the fastest lap was and then he'd go and set it regardless. Yeah, I mean, how many slam dunks were there? You can tell he's using low revs. He's not revving it out. Um, Although I say he's not revving it out. This is right back when they ran to a, like 18,000 or so. He's still revving it to like eight, 17 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably pretty... Oh, cars two at three and seven. So that uh, that will be uh, Schumacher and, uh, and Matt. Schumacher and Massa there investigated yeah, after the race. And, and, Michael. and it was 11 and 14 that was invest- investigated after the race. So that's why we haven't seen some penalties. Which was Kubica and Sutil. Because that was the pit lane thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're sort of uh, they're sort of doing a bit of a retrospective here, whether they're talking about how they knew the soft tires were going to fade, but the uh, the hard tires, uh, well, they they were surprised to see that happen. I think that's what caught a lot of the teams out. Yeah. Well, the, the thing was as well, like as they were just saying, they fa- they've obviously faded, but they didn't start strong either. Was the hard thing? Like, there's that no. middle bit. It's kind of like you know the um the graphic where you know it starts off low, goes up high, and then goes back down low again. Mm. Um, also known as peaking. Um, but um, yeah, like you know the hard tires don't start off well. They get better and be the better tire for the vast majority of their stint and then they disappear again. Yeah. Um, whereas the softs start well and just trail off. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, this was back in the time where I think you had to start on the ties you qualified on. Yeah. Um, if you were in the top ten, I think that's Timo Glock on the script. No, it's De- De La no, Rosa. It's Pedro De La Rosa. Gosh, I haven't seen him in a while. He used to drive for McLaren. That was weird. I After mean, Montoya left in 2006. He still hold the record for like the most distance driven as a test driver or something. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because he was a test driver originally, and then Montoya left mid-season, so he came in. Yeah. And then there was, of course, you know, like there wasn't a limit on testing, you know. No, no. Well, there was now at this much... point, but prior to that, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, there's a, you if you watch as the... much testing as you wanted, really. Yeah, well, if you could afford it, you could do it. So um, Schumacher, for example, if you watch the documentary, there's footage of them at racing circuits, and it's basically dark to the point where you can see, like even on the camera, it's dark, and you can see the brake disc glowing, but like vividly, um, because that's how that's how they used to test. Like, and and Ferrari had their own test circuit, uh, have their own test circuit at, at Fiorano. Yeah. So, essentially, it was their full time job to to just pound round testing and they had like 400 500 million pound budget so no wonder they destroyed everyone in 2004 do you think about this race i just think it's quite interesting that there's no safety cars or anything yeah you know there's a bit there's a bit of debris that a vsc would be thrown or or a safety car now would be thrown to get rid of it but for the most part it's been a relatively clean race like drivers getting off the circuit and things like that but it, you know, it's relative. It's like I say, it's just interesting. From a, for oh, oh. oh, Michael goes across the uh, across the uh, uh, chicane. He should he had to give that back. Yeah, it's a relatively interesting race without too many in, sort of, you know, anomalous things like happening, like safety cars, which is a bit weird for this place, really. Yeah, and I think the other thing as well is like we're still seeing on track battles for position. Yeah, like, like this, like this, into the race. Well, this is ninth and tenth. Like this is for. Yeah. And you think they're fighting over P1 and 2 with how they've been driving. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Michael has to give that back or or give it over, but... This Gosh. is obviously before it as well. Um... He's right up there behind him. Like, this is... God, you'd never expect this now, would you? Well, maybe you would. I don't know. <laughs> you know, a racing point or what? Well, an Aston Martin now. Yeah, an Aston uh, Martin now. Fight, fighting, with a, fighting with a Mercedes. Hmm. I don't know if uh, if uh, racing if um, Force India had uh, what did I call it? Did they call it a racing point? Yeah, Force. You called it, it a racing point. Oh, it's a Force. Oh gosh, they've had so many names. It's a Force India, obviously, but yeah. um, I can't remember if they had Ferrari engines by this point. This is a Mercedes, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As in the Force India had Mercedes engines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I know. I know when they first came in, they had Ferrari engines. Um, yeah, because it was just carried on from what they had before. When which was Spiker. Yeah. How much was on the final lap? Whilst there's still cars driving around in lap sixty-seven. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's it's a decent, it's decent for McLaren. Well, and there's here, a blue but... flag as well for the Virgin. It's going to do even fewer laps. It's probably quite nice, but, actually. Save yeah, that fuel mileage. Yeah, saves the fuel mileage, which they probably didn't have for the race. I think That's it's like the first five races, they just couldn't finish the races. Yeah, so they had to back off. Yeah, um, yeah there we go. That's a one-two for McLaren. and That's really good for, for, for Jensen Button, bearing in mind he started fourth. Started fourth, was 
clamped by Massa on at turn one. Yeah, luckily you didn't get a puncture or anything. Yeah. That was a long way off, jeez. Well, I mean, Ted Kravitz, when he was on the radio earlier, said, um, you know, it was a race that was won through the F-duct, which, yeah. you know, you could see in the straight lines. Like, the McLaren just had the better pace, ultimately. Yeah, there's a yellow flag somewhere. Um, but is that yeah, not just I mean, the yellow flag for the race finishing? That might be. I don't know. No? Uh, oh, and the Force oh! Indies just made it as well. He has, yeah. Michael's still cutting that chicane on the that's final a, lap. Is that a sick... Oh, that's... Yeah. That's three points, and Michael Schumacher didn't score a single point. No. They'd lapped up to they'd lapped up to Sebastian Buemi in eighth. Oh, look at that! That's a that's a very him. he does hit him. That's look a very that debris. and he didn't get past him. But he that's a very he's a very Michael attempt that to just send it up there. So where does he get him? Well, he must have. He must have. He he did well not to lose so much time there. So he okay goes. Oh, there we go. I, mean, he doesn't, I don't think he gets him here either. Michael doesn't oh, relent. And then Michael cuts across the chicane. Michael cuts across the chicane. Gets behind, and he must have. Oh, has he run out of fuel? Is that? Because that's after the end. Yeah, that's Vettel there. I don't think I don't think he's run out of fuel, but he definitely stopped. They must have been marginal on fuel mileage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was the Canadian Grand Prix of 2010. Um, I'd love to see a final classification by I mean, now. I can tell you it right now, but... <laughs> yeah, you could have told me at any point during the last... But I, know, but I didn't, because you hadn't seen it. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously I went into it, but yeah, that that race specifically, I think, it's it's weird for me to say that, but that, this race specifically has uh, has has influenced, oh, there we go, there's the field classification, has, has, uh, has influenced um, uh, the tyre philosophy. The tire philosophy. Yeah, and it was Boston India Mercedes. Yeah, also, and, and, and has actually prevented people like Michelin coming back in. Um, and yeah. Bridgestone, I think, in some ways, because they've gone, we're not going to make tyres that are going to fall off the cliff deliberately. You know, that's not a good look for our brand. Where it's, So, you know, you have Michelin going and doing, going and making endurance tyres that last hundreds of miles, which is ridiculous, bearing in mind the speeds they do. Yeah, look at that, Lucas Degrassi, five laps off. Um, Curran Chandok in the HRT, four laps off. Um... And the only retirement that wasn't, uh, yeah, the only retirement was a Sauber, because um, it had a bad time, I think, uh, in the wall. But yeah, but yeah, it was a Kamu Kobayashi, wasn't it? Yeah, because he hit it, I think, at the end of lap one. So the oh, other ones just, the other ones just were, were horrendously unreliable. This is not. This is all. This is all new pit building now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ominous for the championship, they're saying there. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they never thought it would have gone to the final race with like four or five drivers still in contention, which was no. wild to me. Also, all of these people, like with the just 
that the F1 car is just driving past and yeah, they just the, the, stood there. Well, I was going to say, that wouldn't be allowed now. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, obviously, we've seen in the last two seasons, I think it was a few close calls in the pit lanes. When we had the, the Ocon, was it in Baku this year, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. I mean, Hamilton's always loved this circuit, hasn't he? Like, um, Yeah, of course. First, location of his first F1 win. Sorry, I'm um, just looking. Sergio Perez isn't in here at all. I don't no, think he joined. He's not driving yet. I know he's not driving. That's weird to me. I, I always remembered him as 2010, but he must have been 2011. I think it's 11 or 12. Because um... obviously he comes in with those masterful work on the tyres, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. you can see the back of the podium there. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Paul DeResta was only a. Um... Like, I think, test driver at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, he broke in and he really uh, made himself, he made a good account of himself with that. Um... I was going to say, having, having watched this race, do you think maybe it was it was wise to, to I mean, I, I, I assume there were other races as well that they used, um, but do you think it was maybe wise to, to use this as the, as the sort of reference point for what a good race was? I mean, it certainly felt like a good race. There was a lot of stuff going on during it. Sorry, I'm trying to find out when Perez actually joined F1. So that I, I think, think it would have been 11, possibly. 2011 Australian Grand Prix. Sure. There we go. Um, yeah. That should show it. Sauber for 2011 and 2012. He obviously had that one season at McLaren. Yeah. Um, where they got very excited about Kevin Magnussen for five minutes. Yeah, um, well, I think the theory is going to be a lot better. Yeah, and then uh, he went off to Force India for many, many years. Mm. Saved the team. Uh, was unceremoniously dumped. <laughs> yeah, and then um, went off to Red Bull, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, that's a proper trophy, isn't it? Like that's an actual just... trophy as well. Like rather than these other things that they tend to have now. Yeah, I think there's been a weird push with trophies in terms of like some of them are very stylized, some of them are very sort of like um I I feel like we can end this now. Um, yeah, the actual watch along <laughs> element of it. But yeah, the trophies have been very like stylized and almost localized. Um but then you end up with like those weird sort of like wasn't there like a gorilla trophy or something like that for France? Yeah, I think that's more to do with the circuit or something. That's more like sort of an em- not an emblem, but like a little mascot. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I can... Australia's generally had like the discs for quite. That was a while. well, yeah. It was. I think that was meant to be the steering wheel of um, Jack Brabham's car, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I do like. I, I particularly like the sort of, sort of the urn of uh, the urns of um, what's its name. Uh, Hungary. Hungary, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Norris uh, broke Verstappen's one, which caused a bit of a fury uh, yes. online this season. Yeah, I don't think he meant to, but yeah, no. And then you've no, obviously he's got... got he's just you know he's got his thing of smashing the champagne magnum on, um, you know the steps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, just I know I, I, I don't know. I just I think I think some of maybe maybe the more corporate trophies I'm I'm less into and and more into some of the you know the nicer ones. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So we had uh, I mean it was on the screen it was on the screen as you'll have seen but just to recap if you didn't see it or if you're just listening along um, we had Lewis Hamilton in first followed by Jensen Button 
Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Vettel, Mark Webber, uh, Nico Rosberg with the Mercedes, uh, Robert Kibitzer with the Renault, Sebastian Buemi in eighth with Ferrari. Uh, sorry, uh, Toro Rosso Ferrari, sorry. Um, v Antonio Liuzzi uh, with the Force India, also followed by Adrian Sutil. Then you've got Michael Schumacher, Jaime Algashwari, Nico Hulkenberg, Rubens Barrichello, Felipe Massa in 15th place. So he lost a place as well, um, it looks like, um, towards the end there. Actually, he lost three places because he was up in sort of 13th and then he went down, back down to 15th. Um, Heike Kovalainen in 16th. Uh, Vitaly Petrov, uh, Karen Chandok, Lucas Degrassi uh, rounds out our non-retired drivers. And then we've got Timo Glock, Jano Trulli, Pedro De La Rosa, Bruno Senna, and K- Kamui Kobayashi. Yeah. A very... I, th- I thought that was a very good race to watch. Um, yeah. I, in terms of who didn't have good races, I mean, Michael Schumacher seemed to be having a collision every other lap. As did, uh, uh, as did like a track limits escapade, which you know now would absolutely have like tossed that would be seconds of penalties, there'd be seconds of penalties, absolutely. Um, and this was as well before like the five second penalty was even a thing, yeah. Um, like if they wanted to like apply a penalty after the race, it would have to be like a 30 second penalty to account for like a stop go almost yeah so um, yeah. which would be race ruining for anyone who really who well he's out of the point it doesn't really matter it's all about championship position there isn't it yeah on count back results absolutely um i mean hamilton had a great race like obviously yeah, led from well didn't exactly lead from start to finish but like in terms of net positions i'd say like had the win almost under wraps yeah, Jensen Button had a better race, obviously getting up to fourth. Sebastian Vettel and the Red Bulls didn't have such a good race, I think, this time. I think but that's because the car doesn't really suit the, the circuit doesn't really suit them. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, like Red Bull really had the emphasis in the like sort of mid-speed areas and things like that. Um, Mid and hide, yeah. Yeah, corners with particularly like well, downforce circuits heavy. with high, very downforce heavy and things like that. Hmm. Um, Sebastian Buemi in the Toro Rosso being in P8, I think that's a pretty good result. Obviously, being a lap down, but um, it's still a good result. Both Force Indias, after everything that happened to them, finishing in the points, both of them. Well, they spent a lot of time in 12th and 13th, and then obviously they've got up into the points. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Massa obviously had a horrible race, um, spent most of it behind a Force India or alongside or. Uh, in synchronized dancing with a Force India. Mm. Um, yeah. Who is your driver of the day? Driver of the day? Uh, you know <laughs> what? I'd probably give it to. Excuse me. I'm going to give it to Nico Rosberg because that Mercedes was not good. It that was. Mercedes and he was, was starting not... out the points as well. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was not a good car, and he did fairly well. Yeah. I think I will give it to I think I've got to give it to Lewis Hamilton really um had to fight off Fernando Alonso um had to um you know use some very opportunistic like times and stuff like that when he you know made that pass which I think arguably is the thing that secured him the um win like mm. the adduct you know regardless gave them exactly what they needed on that back straight yeah 
you can run the higher wing level and then but still be able to bleed off that downforce yeah. going into braking zones which is what you need around canada because canada you still need a fair amount of downforce yeah which is why like when i play it like on the game my car is sort of like a bit more downforce heavy than you'd, you usually want um because you can make up so much time during that first and middle sector yeah 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 good race <laughs> A good race, um, and I hope that those of you who've been watching along with us also um, have enjoyed watching. Thank you very much if you stuck around. Um, hopefully, you're have going to have a very merry Christmas as well, or um, whichever holiday it is that you celebrate or don't celebrate at this time of year. Um, yeah. And as all, all of us are beholden to time, uh, if we don't see you before then, uh, have a happy new year. Absolutely. Keep an eye on our socials for the most up-to-date news regarding what's going to be happening with shows for 2024. Um, and yeah, Grid Talk is available on YouTube where most episodes are recorded live. Um, this obviously isn't, um, but you can find the podcast on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Casts. Just search Formula on Grid Talk for our huge back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to qualifying and the race results, obviously, during the season. Um, please consider supporting the channel on Patreon, speaking at mics, lights, and better recording equipment, and also make sure you subscribe to the first to know when each new episode is released. We'll be back in 2024 with plenty more F1 content, but thank you very much for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online, and goodbye. <laughs>